Last week, Sangamon County Sheriff Jack Campbell was on WMAY talking about the challenges faced by the county jail on a daily basis when inmates come in with potentially any number of different medical or mental health issues. That conversation was in the context of uh, some of the uh, public concerns being voiced over the death of a county jail inmate back in April after uh, that inmate appeared to potentially have harmed himself and while jail guards were trying to ascertain the situation wound up having to restrain and ultimately taser him and then he later died. The sheriff noted that emergency rooms get people in all sorts of uh, bad situations all the time and sometimes those people die but he says the jail's in the same boat where they get inmates in uh, any kind of unpredictable distress. Well, over the weekend, another county jail inmate passed away after being incarcerated there. We have now learned from the coroner's office the identity of that individual. We learned that he had significant disease before arriving at the jail as he collapsed to his knees and uh, became unresponsive in a hallway and later passed away. Now, both of these incidents are still under investigation, but it seemed like a, a good time to talk in general about health care within the Sangamon County Jail and how the jail deals with inmates who may have any number of different problems as they come in. So the Sangamon County Jail Superintendent Larry Beck is live with us here this afternoon. Mr. Beck, thanks for your time. We really do appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. Well, I want to start in just the the big picture terms. Who provides health care services at the county jail? Are these county employees? Is it an outside contractor? Who's responsible for administering care to inmates? We contract with Advanced Corrections Healthcare. Uh, They're our medical unit provider and have been since about 2011. All right. So uh, 2011, and uh, my recollection is, well, this goes back quite a ways, but that we had had a, a series of incidents of uh, um, county jail inmates passing away in distress. W- was this group brought in in response to that? Is is that uh, how they ultimately came to have this contract back a decade ago? I don't know what specific incidents you're talking about. Um, I've been here for six and a half years, okay. and we've had the same medical uh, provider since then. I know there were some deaths in the jail prior to that, but I don't know what year they were. Sure. Uh, So... Set the stage for me when an inmate is brought in. The sheriff talked last week again about the uh, the, the challenges. He calls it a nearly impossible situation uh, as inmates are brought in, possibly with mental health issues, probably with physical health issues. To what degree are inmates evaluated when they come in? Are they checked for physical or mental health conditions that could potentially pose a danger to themselves or others? All inmates who come into the jail are screened by our security staff initially at the time of intake. Um, they're asked a series of questions. I think there's somewhere around 90 questions. We have a questionnaire and it covers a lot of mental health and medical uh, uh, health history with the individual. Uh, and then our, our staff are also trained to try to assess uh, if there's something wrong with somebody, uh, if they're in some kind of distress when they come in. And um, they make that assessment. And then if they note that there are any issues with any of the individuals, they do a referral to our medical unit. Are they tested for drugs in their system? Can you test them for drugs in their system when they come in? 
No, we do not test them for drugs. Okay. How many medical staff are on hand at any given moment, and, and who, what makes up the medical staff? Do you always have a doctor on hand? Is it nurses? What, what's the number and, and makeup of the personnel on hand for, for medical issues? Well, our, we, we have 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week coverage. Uh, we always have at least one nurse on site. Uh, sometimes we will have more. We have uh, that. That's made up of nurse, or I'm sorry, of um, RNs and LPNs. We have a nurse practitioner um, that is on site twice a week, and we have a doctor that's on site once a week. Talking with Larry Becky is the Sangamon County Jail Superintendent about medical services provided at the jail. Obviously, in most situations, before uh, a medical staffer is seeing an inmate, they're first interacting with correctional officers, with the jail guards. So what kind of training do they have on spotting and responding to uh, potential medical emergencies or something that might require uh, a professional intervention? Well, all of our staff go through mental health uh, training on an annual basis, and uh, they're, like I say, the, the, the tool that we use, the, the training tool that we use, the screening tool that we use as a, a referral to medical. Uh, and certainly, again, in the mental health arena, but even in the physical health arena, as we noted, the indication was that the inmate who passed away over the weekend had arrived at the jail with a pre-existing condition. What, what sort of training do uh, jail guards have to spot someone in medical distress and to respond to that uh, should that situation arise? Well, as I indicated, we, we use our, our screening instrument and we ask them a lot of questions about their health. And um, if the inmate is in distress in any way and we pick up on that, we would just do a referral to medical. Okay. Um, I want to go back to the to the mental health issue because that seems to be a, a growing and serious problem in the jail. Um, can you talk a bit more about what you look for, how you evaluate that, how you can determine if someone may have uh, mental health issues that, again, could lead them to potentially harm themselves or, or could create a, a dangerous situation if they're uh, kept at the county jail as opposed to being housed in some other setting? Well, we're always looking for erratic behavior uh, for people that will engage or won't engage. Um, those are true signs uh, that something's not clicking. Um, and then, as I said, um, if if we have an inmate that we can't engage with or is not engaging with us, not responsive, then we know that there's something going on there and we would do a referral to our medical unit. So, so what kind of latitude does the jail have to simply not accept someone who's brought in to be incarcerated, but you're looking at them and saying, this isn't the, the right setting for them. They need help that we can't provide. Uh, do, do you have the option of doing that, even if it's somebody who maybe is, is being brought in to be detained on some uh, suspicion of, of criminal activity? Yes, we do it all the time. Uh, inmates, when they're brought in here, uh, they're first seen by our security staff if at right at entry if we notice there's a problem uh, we contact medical medical will come down to our booking area they'll do an evaluation of the inmate and if they aren't comfortable with uh, taking in the inmate will refuse the inmate the inmate will then uh, have to be taken to the hospital by the arresting agency and cleared by that hospital before we would accept them in our jail. 
you, you mentioned uh, the fact that you uh, contract with an outside firm to provide these services. How often is that contract evaluated and, and what's the, I guess, the basis for that evaluation? What are you looking for in determining whether or not you're getting good service and adequate care for inmates in the county jail? Well, I think the contract was just extended. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it was a three-year contract, and they just did a one-year extension on it. Um, we just sat down and uh, discussed the services that are being provided and if we feel that they're adequate services. And um, so I can say that since I've been here, I've been very pleased with uh, Advanced Corrections Healthcare Services. Are inmates charged for any of the care uh, or, or treatment or medication or anything they receive while they're in custody at the county jail? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, if they're seen on sick call, they're charged a $10 fee. If they see the dentist or the doctor, uh, it's a $25 fee. There's a $3 fee, I believe, for subscri- uh, subscription medicine. Uh, and Individuals that have the money on on their account would be charged those fees. Individuals who are indigent and have no money uh, are not charged. Sangamon County Jail Administrator Larry Beck, anything you can add in terms of, you know, again, when we have an incident like what happened over the weekend or the one that happened in April, it does obviously lead to to questions and people wondering, again, just uh, about the the quality, the level, the degree of of supervision and monitoring there. Uh, Any last thoughts you can offer as far as the the, the time and care and effort that goes into trying to keep an eye on that entire jail population to keep them safe? Well, we obviously face some very serious challenges every day. Um, as you'd indicated, we've, we have inmates that come through the door. We have no idea uh, what we're dealing with. Some of them return frequently, so we, we have a history on them. But some come through the door. Um, you just don't know if you're dealing with drugs, alcohol, mental illness. A lot of time it's a combination of all. Uh, we just try to stay on top of things, uh, try to be able to identify um, issues of concern and try to provide them adequate care. Um, you know, in regards to the, the recent incidents, the only thing I'd like to say is that, you know, our condolences will go out to all the families uh, who have lost their loved ones. Um, and uh, we pray that uh, they get through this difficult time. Again, Larry Beck is the Sangamon County Jail Superintendent. We appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, sir.